Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to face the fact that affirming your masculinity is a 24-hour-a-day commitment from which there is no rest or respite, even when you sleep. That's right. I think it's grunt work. I mean, it's it's grunt grunt work. It's grunt work. grunters down and let my grunt explode now i'm switching my mind back into work mode if you want grunts sit back and observe i just left a gang of those over on grunt work the only podcast about the tv show home improvement that can see exactly what you're doing and it's not going to work so let's cut the charade and live peacefully before one of us gets hurt oh my god that I mean, like, right, like, uh, we're saying everyone who's listening to this right now, we can see them. As always, I am Landon, Eldera One, four years in a row, Solano, <laughs> joined always by my co-host, Truman, AP Hudsucker, Caps. <laughs> Truman, it's good to see you. It's good to be seen and to see you, Landon. I'm trying to think what kind of college credit I would get for AP, AP Advanced Hudsucker Proxy. <laughs> Is it just, like, hula hooping credit? Like, I get a college PE credit? Um... Uh, I think it would be more business, wouldn't it? There's very little business happening in that movie. Yeah, marketing, maybe. I mean, so little of that movie is about business and more just about, (laughs) like, wild things happening and people hula hooping a lot. Um, yeah, but Algebra won four years in a row? Uh, God, yeah, I started... When when does someone first take Algebra? Oh, God, I mean, I think freshman year of high school, traditionally. Okay, I I almost want to say it was uh, eighth grade. Whoa. So you got, you got in, you got, you were, you were advanced enough to start taking algebra <laughs> no, early no, no, no. and then you hit the ceiling hard. No, wherever the time you're supposed to take it is, uh, when I took it and then I continued to take it into my college years. Ugh. I am so bad at, uh, the kind of abstract math. Well, you know, but the thing is, Landon, as I'm sure you found out now as an adult, is that yeah. you need algebra. <laughs> you use that shit every day and all of our teachers who scaremongered us for not understanding it and made us feel like we were somehow stupid or lesser people for not getting it they were totally right to harp on that (laughs) subject and i have no pent-up rage about this whatsoever (laughs) nothing about that has impacted my life negatively for years after the fact oh my god truman we need to recenter ourselves we need to find our chi because we have something exciting kind of to talk about or at least a fundamental change that i i hope is going to inspire positivity and I mean, I, I hope so. It's it's inspiring a much shorter commute for me to, to record the podcast. Uh, d- yeah, who wants to announce it? it... Uh, let's each do one word of the announcement. Okay. We are recording in a new studio space. Yay! Hurrah! <laughs> we did it. And we're already on the same page better than we have been for the past several years. Uh, yes, we're recording now in Gruntwork Studios North. Yeah. Um, we've opened a brand new... Uh, location in an apartment i've been living in for eight years in the san fernando valley but we're moving from my apartment to your apartment primarily yes. you've yes. been coming to my place for almost this entire time basically uh, yeah outside of a few handful of times we've recorded other places yeah uh this is i think kind of a, a I, we we talked a, just a tiny bit you might even edit it out of our uh, upcoming nights episode but that i feel like i might even perform better uh, now, yeah. even though I have a drive to get here, uh, it gives me the time to sing in the car, warm up. Uh, I find that uh, it should come as no surprise. Um, rapping along 
really trains my my mouth, my tongue, yeah. uh, my voice. It gets mm-hmm. just it puts me in in the energy that I need to be to record. So you have you have your pump up tracks. You're listening yeah. to the jock jams on the way over here. <laughs> like you are you are losing yourself. I have lo- lose yourself actually used to be uh, an audition track for me. I yeah. would play it to kind of warm up uh, to be able to cold read faster and mm-hmm. be more concise with uh, my enunciation. Yeah. Um. That. I don't know. Just kind of wore its its uh, <laughs> wore its time with me. But I, I feel like that that song wore out its welcome with the entire yeah. world until it came back at the Academy Awards. <laughs> and I want to point out, Marty Scorsese. He's an old dude. Of course, he was sleeping through <laughs> Eminem's rapping. He's not a rap fan, and he's old. He's like nearing eighty. Yeah. Give him a break. Let him sleep through a fucking eight hour ceremony what 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 i what i prefer is billy eilish having no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> during that song and what i also preferred was i was watching the academy awards with my girlfriend and her mother yeah and my girlfriend apparently knows all the words to lose yourself and for me it's like oh yeah i'm familiar with this song don't know any of the words to it <laughs> like that, that coming on at the academy awards yeah. really stratified america into a but like choose your fighter you are billy eilish being confused you are truman knowing it but not knowing the words you <laughs> You are my girlfriend and Kelly Marie Tran knowing all the words. You are Scorsese <laughs> sleeping through it. Well, uh, this isn't the podcast where we talk about lose yourself. This is real life. There is no Mackay Pfeiffer. Whoa. This is grunt work. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and and 8 Mile was not based on a true story, apparently. Um, but, yes, we are recording in, um, in I mean, the apartment. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend has moved in with me to my apartment, so I am now living with one of our one of our sponsors. That's Uh-oh. not a conflict of interest. <laughs> but but uh, Wait, I, 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 do I play HR in this scenario? Do you have to sign? Oh, do I have to have you guys sign like a we are formally declaring our relationship and that we acknowledge that these are the conflicts that could arise from it? Yeah, and that we can't sue the podcast <laughs> if if we break up or something exactly. like that. Yeah, or if there are, then it can only be for the amount that she has put into our Patreon thus far well she's she's a pretty big sponsor so that could actually be bad for our bottom line i guess i just have to try and make this thing work somehow uh but yes so so if you notice uh differences in in room tone and sound it's because we were well right now we're recording in what used to be my bedroom and i've kicked out you know my my roommates and we're now expanding like a cancer to take over this i've seen i've never seen truman more of a badass than he was when he literally he okay so picture this yes you're in a a fancy You're in a fancy French restaurant, and two slackers say, like, the Blues Brothers come in. Yeah. Uh, and you have to eject them. What do you do if you're the major D of uh, this famous place? You uh, you get snooty to them. Mm. You raise your finger, and you wag it in their faces. And when they don't listen, you literally grab them by the back of their shirt collars, raise them up out of their chairs, and escort them to the door. That's what Truman did when getting rid of his roommates. Yes, it was that. And I do not have much upper body strength, so my <laughs> arms are now just like two noodles hanging limp at my sides. Um, yes, but so we're in what used to be my old bedroom and or what is currently my old bedroom what used to be my bedroom and then uh probably a few weeks from now we will expand into another room which will become the full-time my full-time office and Gruntwork Studios, Studios proper yeah yeah I mean really this whole place is Gruntwork Studios but that will become yeah I guess this is Gruntwork I'm trying to like figure out the orientations of my apartment and which bedroom is closer to this is north. like Gruntwork Supply Closet yeah, this is <laughs> for the time being. This is this this will be the guest room. So basically, when we when we record late into the night and yeah. you have to stay over, uh, this will be uh, this is uh, Landon's apartment north. <laughs> I have a feeling that when we look back at the end of this show, 
uh, we're going to look at this moment right now as a turning point for the quality of what we do. Yeah, like that episode of Happy Days where Fonzie jumped over a shark and yeah. then everything got way better after that, right? Exactly. That's, that's what yeah. jumping the shark means. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, great. Awesome. Listen, jumping uh, quality. Yep. Because um, sharks are quality. No, they're quality predators. My God, they get their own week on uh, on uh, Animal Planet. That's Not true. to mention their, you know, their own franchise about them being NATOs. <laughs> yes, and... We are here to talk about... Layden, you can't say yes and to stop a bit. <laughs> you took improv classes. I'm I explaining this. We're here to talk about the TV show Home Improvement. Yeah. We are in the fifth season. This is the 14th episode. Just just very, very all of the facts. All of, right all of the facts. Yes. Just give the us facts, man. some more... Give us your interpretation of the facts of this episode, i.e. what happened. Okay. Thank you. I will. Yes and... <laughs> When Randy's science teacher recommends that he start taking high school-level math and science classes, Tim and Jill are overjoyed that their son is such a brainiac. But Brad, who, after lots of hard work and careful study, has only just begun to get A's in his grade-level courses, begins to feel upstaged by his genius brother. Meanwhile, Tim and Al build a manly bedroom. And if you're thinking, that's kind of a light synopsis, well... It's kind of a light episode. We've had a couple of light episodes in a row now. Are uh, they, do you think they're saving up for something? Or Well, normally I would say they're saving up for a, you know, man's whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, you know, that's kind of what they... Although, thinking back on the last couple of these, those episodes where we're having these big reveals of rooms and whatnot have all been very plot-light episodes because yes. they, they hinge and circle around it. So I'm actually surprised at how much story they got into this one, but we're not into personal reflections yet. No, we're not. No, we're not. We are into... Sorry, my car wasn't starting. Yeah, I know, man. I can't get the the rapidity. Yeah. Is that a word? Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess that title. I don't know. We need to call Max Headroom in here to to, to work on this. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe that's what it is. I just need to like have a, a glitch happen. Yeah. yeah. Just just because we have new studios does not mean that we have upped our equipment or added a new <laughs> cool soundboard or anything. <laughs> or that I've gotten smarter. Uh, can you guess that title? My first guess is Get Smarter. Oh. Liter- literally that. Um, okay. I yeah. like that title, actually. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad because I don't think I had a lot of good ones this week. As someone who loves Get Smart. Yeah. It's a good show and a mediocre Steve Carell movie. Um, Next option, uh, which is kind of reference to Tim and the boys' favorite comedians. Okay. Oh, wise guy, eh? Oh, wise guy, because he's smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I got to get smarter. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And uh, last but certainly least, (laughs) Brad grades. (laughs) Like, bad grades. Guys, I want you to understand that, that, like, today especially, like, we, we watched it, and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to put together my guess that titles, and it was hard today, and I was sitting there feeling like, like, I felt so much closer to Brad, because I was just like, I can't think of any clever titles. Like, am I stupid? Oh my god. What's wrong with me? I, I think recording in my home makes us makes me worse at podcasting, that and I was already not good. It's really, really funny. Those are all A-plus titles. No, uh, they're not, Landon. This is you, great inflation. You do not. I know you are intentionally trying to get detention here. Yes. Uh, but you are getting A's. I don't care what anyone <laughs> no, else says. Oh, you don't. How dare you pass me? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like in uh, Into the Spider-Verse from Miles Morales' uh, intentionally failing classes because he wants to get sent back to the public school. But, uh, yeah. High School Confidential. Well, 
that's not bad. That's not a bad title at all. Um, I wish I no, you know, I don't. I don't think I would have thought of that on my own though. Hmm. But both between me being extra stupid in my own environment and also just <laughs> I would not have seen that coming. I give it a B minus. A B minus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yours are all A's, so you. I think that I, means that we have to retroactively call this by bad. Uh, Brad grades. Okay, Brad. I feel like if you call those, if you keep calling those A plus titles, then this podcast is going to lose its accreditation, <laughs> and we're not going to be able to get any of that sweet, sweet student loan money anymore. Uh, this was directed by Andy Kadif and written by that uh, that sweet comedy duo Bruce Ferber and Lloyd Garver. Ah, also, Ferber and Garver. They also act as uh, various producers on the show. Lloyd um, Garver, male prostitute. <laughs> Have I done that joke already? I, I think we've made all of the jokes. We, we had, I had a science teacher in middle school whose name was Mr. Garvin, and every yeah. time I would be trying to tell my parents about what happened at school that day, I'd mention Mr. Garvin, and then I was just both go, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. <laughs> and I it took me a very long time before they finally explained that they were doing an SNL bit. <laughs> I just liked that your parents were doing bits. Oh, yeah, my parents do bits. Uh, let's go into personal we reflections. Have them on the podcast sometime. Okay, yes, personal reflections. What are uh, your personal reflections? My personal reflections, um, I, okay, so... This is clearly a uh, uh, what do you what do we want to dub these these sorts of episodes where we're man, doing the big reveals of the man's um, blank? They're 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 man's blank episodes, I think, yeah. or man's uh, uh, I don't know. Man, we'll call them Mandalorians. How about that? <laughs> All right, man's blank. Uh, that is going to be a better title for an episode coming up. Yeah. Uh, later this oh, season. Oh God. Um, but anyway, when when you get these kind of man's fill in the blank titles uh, or fill in the blank episodes, uh, I I'm very conflicted because I I just don't like the grandstanding of it. Yeah, the kind of or the man standing. The man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like it's a nice little deviation, and I like the the creativity and the innovation that goes into it. I just don't like the aren't we so clever and aren't we so clever that a, you know, we're, we're shoveling man down your throat while yeah. doing it. Easy now. <laughs> I, hate, I hate having man I think I said exactly what I meant. Oh, God. Uh, you you practiced this on the car ride over here. You were getting ready for this. So uh, th- that aspect of it really kind of bothers me, which is, I think, where the confliction comes in because I want to like these. I think it is kind of an interesting as I said, deviation from the normal two-time, tool-time shenanigans. <laughs> the two-timing shenanigans, yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm someone who really likes the set pieces, the props, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. So I want to, like, give the uh, the crew, um, you know, kudos yeah. for being able to come up and construct this, uh, you know, on a week's notice. Yeah. But, I don't know, it just, it always... The, the tone, I think it just, it, Tim kind of ruins it for me. You know, and I, I was thinking about that too. I think of the, like, because it's been a while since we've had a man's thing. Yeah, a man's well, since last season, piece. yeah. Well, yeah, and that feels like a million years ago. But like, <laughs> it was. The way that Tim, like, I feel like this one is the least egregious in terms of how Tim is, like, there's the least Tim cruelty to Al in this. There's yeah. the least, like... I don't know. It just like in a lot of little kind of hard to detect ways. This is probably the least bothersome of them that yes, he's done. Yeah, compared to like the man's kitchen or the man's bathroom. Know, once we get into the details, which we will when uh, we get to that scene, there are things about it that just kind of bother me. Yes, you know, but and that they're all bred into the whole man portion. You know, of it being. 
you know, a man's creation that this is only for men that women, you know, yeah, are going to ruin it. I don't know. There's just we'll we'll break it open. I'm I'm tripping over my words now. Come on, Liam. You promised us we weren't going to do that anymore. I was wondering. Okay, so I've yes. noticed a recurring thing, uh, pun intended, because they've been trying to focus. It seems like on recurring jokes in the last. Uh, maybe this whole season, but yeah, definitely in the last couple episodes. Yeah, more so in this season particularly. I'm, yeah. I want I want to put this on the table. Look at me here. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, wow. There it is. There it is. Wow. Uh, People could assume anything right now <laughs> about what you just pulled out of your pants. I didn't pull anything out of my pants. Yeah, okay. They're going to have to take your word for that. No, but. Um, <laughs> I'm, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. So this is something somewhat new for this show the the idea of writing a recurring bit you know yeah. that it's we're going to revisit this particular punchline throughout the episode yes um do you think that this is kind of a sergeant pepper pet sounds situation where they are rising to the the level of writing standards that the other really popular shows like frasier friends seinfeld are doing like they recognize okay we're season 5 if we want to keep this edge we want to remain relevant uh, um, in the, mm. you know, the field, yeah. we have to shift our writing a little bit. I mean, you know, certainly the, the sitcom game at that point, I mean, if they, were, if they were trying to keep pace as a family sitcom with all the big sitcoms that were getting buzz and awards, which is Seinfeld, yeah. Frasier, and Friends, I, I guess I can, I can, I could see that, but I don't know how much I'd attribute it to them doing that versus also just... We've all been working together for five years. Production of the show, we, yeah. we know how to do. Like, it's not a like we're not kind of scrambling to figure out who's who and what's what anymore. Right. We can kind of have room to breathe and expand. And we're learning. Like, I, I would say that that uh, uh, that Zachary Ty Bryan and Taryn Noah Smith's performances have gotten better, and they've realized what they can really do with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. And then they've also finally. I think also it's that they've cracked Tim, and they've finally figured out in the past two seasons that Tim works best when he's buffoonish but not angry and mean. Yeah. So I, I I would say that maybe it's a certain amount that, but also just kind of they finally figured out how the characters work, and uh -huh. that's what this is. Interesting. Yeah, I guess once you figure out the way a character works, then you can find where recurring jokes can happen a lot easier. Yeah, uh -huh. and they, they know maybe that audiences don't respond as well to, like, every punchline just being Tim being angry or mean to someone, but <laughs> right. so we need to do something other than that. All right. Well, overall, uh, this is certainly not a bad episode. Uh, I laughed quite a bit actually oh, yeah, yeah. But there were some great there were really some great moments in yeah it. yeah nothing really hit home for me though like no. i doubt this is going to resonate with me uh i could be surprised i definitely thought mark's glasses episode last year wouldn't have but ended up doing so yeah uh so who knows but that's just my general thought is like oh uh, okay well, it's an episode yeah uh, i would say that my reflection is pretty much the same as yours as though we are the same person looking in a mirror <laughs> uh yeah it's um i Looking at it at the, at the end of the episode, it was kind of like, like really what happens in this episode is that uh, Randy gets into advanced classes. As a result, Brad uh, is discouraged and stops trying as hard in school. And then Tim and Jill tell him, hey, you should try hard. And he decides to try hard again. And that's the episode. <laughs> and also Tim builds a <laughs> Tim builds a bedroom on TV. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah, the, the stakes... Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the stakes are low because I feel like on an emotional level, this, this episode has some real punch, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah. I would just say in terms of the journey they go on, it's not, 
not as in-depth as if they had actually been able to focus entirely on this because they had to spend probably five or six minutes of their screen time yeah. on, uh, you know, hey, look at all the cool shit in this manly bedroom. So the stakes, you would say, aren't necessarily uh, a nice filet mignon, but it's also not gristle. It's somewhere like a, a an Outback Steakhouse cut of a New York uh, sirloin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outback Steakhouse, or maybe you go to go to Applebee's, or maybe well, it's just like you know the the kind of stuff that you get on a on a Philly cheesesteak. You know, it's not it's okay. not the best. Right. It's not okay. Actually, yes, I would say it's like a Philly cheesesteak because the, st- the the steak that they're cutting up to put on the sandwich, <laughs> it's not your top quality beef, but you covered it in enough cheese whiz and grilled onions and mushrooms, and you yeah, know you gussy up that sandwich a little bit yeah and i would say that that uh tim and al showing off a manly bedroom is cheese whiz and grilled onions at its finest (laughs) or like Uh, at least the the clearest example of those well let's go into even deeper examples of those but first uh let's thank some patrons yes let's thank some patrons folks 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 folks, listen folks folks Folks, oh wow! In 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 honor of Joe Biden running away with the Democratic primary, I'm gonna just just talk like Joe Biden, folks. Oh boy, why are you kissing me, folks? <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke, folks. Folks, folks, folks. Uh, have you forgotten what you're gonna say? Yes, <laughs> much like Joe Biden, uh, I also have. Oh boy, I hope this I hope this goes better. Um, I want to thank Tara, and I want to thank Kirsty. I'm, th- I'm watching your hands while you say this. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, well, and it's a good thing that Kirsty isn't in here. I might like start nibbling on her fingers the way he did in that one speech. I want to thank John. <laughs> the more we enunciate, the less it's starting to sound I, like he almost sounds Scandinavian now. Maybe he is. Johan. Jan. Well, I want to thank Jan. I want to thank Tom. And I want to thank John. I want to. I do want to say. I. I think I heard three M's instead of two on Tom. Okay, you're, well... I'm not trying to criticize. I'm just, like, I, I'm being the voice of Tom because he can't speak through our microphones. Y- you know, uh, well, look, Tom contributes to our that, podcast. That was three M's again. He contributes to our podcast, yeah. and so we contribute to him. We gave him another M. Oh, but like, we didn't ask what he wants. Who wouldn't want more M's in their name? <laughs> I have only one M in my name, and I often wish that I could... I, I wish that I could be true man. I have zero M's in any of my names. Landon, you gotta get those numbers up, dude. Mm. What, what, are you, what are you doing here, man? I have a lot of N's, though. You do have a lot of N's, and you stick two of those together, and they kind of look like an M. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Our, 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 Actually, our... an R and an N looks more like an M than an N and an N. I'm nodding. Because that's very true, and I got nothing else to say to that. We, I, I want to, I want to follow up our, our thanking our patrons <laughs> with an apology to our patrons. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Tara. I'm sorry. I'm Kirstie, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we we hope all of you can forgive us, folks. We start uh, this episode on tool time. And they are talking about uh, the man's bed. Yes. And the, I've never seen a cold open like this where they there are so many cuts in this cold open. They are getting frisky with the editing this season. They're, this is like the third episode where they've just like, I you know, okay. So after last week's Oh Brother episode, yes. I got the sense in looking at their outtakes and, you know, that there was a lot of stuff that they left on the, the cutting room floor. We have to presume that there was a speech or a conversation between Jill and Tim. Anyway, um... These scenes, I, I'm getting the sense that they're improvising a lot more. Yeah. And not that this isn't scripted or, you know, that it gives the sense of impro- improvisation, but That's the one. it does seem like there's less coherence to the scenes that they're writing and that they're just 
chopping around a lot. Yeah. I can't tell if it's by design or if it's like, okay, that was too long. Let's just cut this up in the editing room. Well, I feel like in this one there was actually – I feel like this one was was the first one that was actually scripted with this purpose because mm. it's like – you know, Al sets up this joke. Of, you know, they, they, oh, we're going to be building a bed, and we're going to be cutting steel to do it. By the way, they uh, Tim holds up a steel beam, and the grunt creep is dangling. Off. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. you were all wondering what the grunt creep was up to. This <laughs> the week. grunt creep is holding with his like uh, steel beam hands, holding onto a steel beam as Tim is pulling the beam up, uh, and it just looked like the grunt creep. A might have just been holding on to like an appendage of his own. <laughs> true, true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> like. No, don't take my family. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, would the steel beam be his family, or would it be like his genetic material? Like, was it like not my DNA? Well, I would have to imagine. Uh, I mean, sentience does not equate to organic material, so maybe <laughs> any steel beam could potentially be uh, what's used to make his family. So, so okay, so would thinking like Westworld rules here? Oh, yes, of course, Westworld rules. Uh, so a, I guess, is the grunt creep made out of that weird silicon, like like white? <laughs> the letters stuff? are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The letters are. B. Would jet fuel melt the grunt creep? Ooh, well, I have. If there's ever a TV show that would give us the answer to that question, it would be this show. At some point, I would imagine we're gonna get a jet engine, and that the grunt creep is gonna clumsily find his way in front of it. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you also tacitly suggesting that Tim Taylor did 9-11 by accident? Like, that, that it was, that he was trying to add more power to something, and then, uh, whoopsie-daisy. Um, uh, Yes, and? Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I, we, Landon, we are always just so close to a great run of jokes about 9-11, and you just never let me succeed on that. Uh, so... But but no, I, I think that in this case, like, they're going to be using, you know, he introduces, like, okay, we're going to be chopping up these steel beams, and yeah. Al says something about, like, yeah, we, you know, here's the steel we're going to be using, and then here's the extra steel we're going to use after Tim screws it up. And they use the, the set that they introduced uh, in the last episode, which I was really, really impressed by. Yeah, I know. Well, like, I, uh, they used it as a joke. Yeah. Because they, they have the rotating walls that we mm -hmm. showed in the last episode, and... Uh, when Al says, and these are the beams, you know, the backup beams, essentially. Yeah. And he rotates the wall as, like, a visual punch to the joke. I'm like, I, I'm really on board with uh, the changes to the tool time set now. Yeah, no, I was, I was glad. Folks, you love to see it. Uh, them, them using their entire, their, their entire environment to make these, to make these bits. And also, it was encouraging that Al says, uh, Al says, yeah, and these are what we're going to use after Tim screws it up. And Tim's response isn't, I'm going to fire you, or like, I'm going to cut your paycheck in half. It's like, have a little faith, Al. And then it, <laughs> and then we cut ahead yeah. to Al showing off, like, here are the you know here are the equal beams that Tim cut, and one is a lot longer than the other. Yeah. But I, so the, the, to circle back around to my point, we took a detour into a 9-11 joke there. But uh, <laughs> um, I think that, I think that even if there were other episodes where they're kind of cutting around because yes. of improvisation, I think in this, I think that they looked at what they'd done before and said, oh, uh, we can like uh -huh. write the jokes to include the cut and like kind of, you know, jumping ahead. Sure. Writing montage cuts, essentially. Yeah. I see. But, okay. But yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we go from them first cutting the thing to them like putting, starting to assemble the bed. Like by the end of it, they have a whole bed frame built. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they... Uh, are using really the whole set here. They have the um, uh, saw press to cut the beams in half. Uh, I hate that noise. It's one of my least favorite noises. Really? Be only because I've been trapped in a, a neighborhood of construction for the last five years. Yes. And hearing that saw blade on metal. <sighs> oh, God. It just... Um, 
one thing I noticed that I'm very verklempt about. Yes. It gave you vapors. Yes, is um, in this new uh, uh, set arrangement, the calendar's still there. Oh, God. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. They have moved the engine block that used to be uh, toward the bay doors. They mm-hmm. moved it to the other side of the, the tool time drawers. It's now partially blocking the calendar. Oh, really? I'm very upset about this. I'm I'm very overjoyed about this. I actually I actually time copped my way back in time and asked them to do that <laughs> to make to make these next few seasons a little more pleasant for me to personally thwart you. Oh my god. Uh, well, now I have to try even harder uh, to get these uh, these calendar updates. To are, everybody, are you going? Are you going to be like freeze framing it and then just going like enhance, <laughs> enhance. <laughs> Zoom in on the mirror. Uh, yes, perhaps. Yeah, I, can see I the might have to, now. you know, investigate behind the scenes photos to really see what the true story is going on here. I mean, if I'm only looking at it from one angle and it's obscured, I clearly have to get it from another angle so that I can get the full details and bring out this investigation because there are answers in the calendar. This week on Serial, we go deeper into into specifically what kind of calendar was in this episode. We've got a few interviews with people who were there on set that day, and we're going <laughs> to really get to the bottom of it. Dude, 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 dude. Dude, serial joke's not relevant anymore, I don't uh, think. Nope. We go to, um, uh, later they're going to use a, a steel beam bender. Um, yes. There's a Futurama reference and joke to be made somewhere I, in there. Yeah, well, and and well, and Tim sort of, I think, gets the gist of what Bender's, care, like the double, double entendre of Bender's name when he's going like, <laughs> yeah. oh, do you think they call it a Bender because it loves to drink so much? Oh, <laughs> and then he starts just like... Or likes to, or because likes to go on a bender, and then he starts just like dancing. Yeah, he does those like little baby circles in a row. I mean, he's done that from the beginning of the series, uh, and he just gets him slower as he's like waiting for Al to respond to him, uh, and then we get it. I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, which is rare these days. And Al, or shall I say, Richard Karn, milks this one. <laughs> like he he watches Tim for a very long time and really lets Tim stew in it. Uh, Tim also, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like a lot of white guy dance moves. I'm not saying Tim invented these, but you can see, like, he is this beautiful representation of, like, I don't know. He, he kind of hits all of them in the course of the series. 100% does. Except for when he's breakdancing in that episode last season. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're talking about uh, men's beds, and I didn't realize that there was a difference between a men's bed and a woman's bed, but uh, he corrects me, man, because he, he says, no matter what you choose for your bed, it's always going to end up like this. Yeah. And then he does a little sideways reveal to show uh, what looks like a bed. A bed with a <laughs> bunch, like, it's a bed, yeah. but it has, like, a pink bedspread on it. And it has a, bunch a pink of stuffed filler. animal with a white frilly bedspread. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, Son of a bitch, you better get these details right. Here on bedspread work. Landon, <laughs> what if I'm colorblind? What if that's the thing? Because I actually might be. I have trouble with red and orange. Um... But yeah, no, it's it's a covered in stuffed animals and yeah, frilly, lacy stuff, mm-hmm. and they are just so incensed about this. They are, well, T- Tim in particular, but yeah, yeah, and they're they're talking about how next time on Tool Time, it's all going to be about how we dewomanize the bedroom and de you know defeminize it, and then I mean I wrote this quote verbatim and yeah. why it's called the master bedroom. I wrote this down too. Let's crack this open. <laughs> We've got my little uh, hard hard-boiled egg uh spoon tapping the the shell around it now you see because i find hard-boiled eggs disgusting i was picturing myself more cracking the egg into like a dish and whipping it up with a fork and then doing scrambled eggs or perhaps an omelet oh interesting okay well i don't know i mean look you can eat you can crack your egg however you want to i guess i just didn't boil mine first huh these are things to think about 
Um, well, at least you didn't say yes and. Don't. <laughs> don't like uh, where they're heading with this. I As soon as the, this line was out there, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. We're going into some sort of man... Manville uh, bedroom thing. Yeah, yeah. We we could as soon as they say that, it's like it, like already I was getting like this cold open was weird, and I was thinking like they they're not just doing a one off gag. It seems yeah. like they're setting something up, and it doesn't seem like it's gonna. Part of me was thinking at first in the cold open like, wait, is this entire episode like a? Again, I keep doing this thing where I assume that the show is a show being produced now that does avant garde <laughs> stuff. Where it's like, yeah. wait, is this, this whole is episode not gonna, Larry Charles? Is this gonna be just like the whole episode will be? Uh, the the tool time episode and it's just them making the the like we're just gonna be watching. When are like we gonna full... get that day where we just watch an episode of Tool Time? I kind of want that yeah. and like the an entire episode plays out in the background of what's happening on Tool Time. Yeah, let us reboot this show. ABC. Oh my god, a noises off version of Tool Time yes. where all the shit's going on in front of the stage. I'm back. Oh my god, I want that to happen. Yes, exactly. That is going to be uh, what I write for the rebooted. Uh, uh, series, yeah, because you're gonna know, write a spec script for that. You know that they're gonna hire us, the two people who have spent <laughs> a couple years trashing many aspects of the show. Um, but talking about how to make it better, yes, certainly, certainly, always constructive criticism and always with love. Um, yeah, that they what sort of annoyed me about this, you know, that's what I call it, the master bedroom is it implies that women can't be masters, yeah, exactly. What about Amy Adams in The Master? <laughs> I mean, was she the master in that movie? It's hard to say, really. Uh, it is hard to say, um, but they, I'm going to say no. I'm, well, they say in that movie, there's they make this point that a man cannot serve two masters. And if you look at this notion that, that Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Lancaster Dodd, is both serving, uh, like if his master is both Joaquin Phoenix, but then also Amy mm. Adams, maybe she is one of the masters. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if, if talking about the master really took this into a strong comedic direction. <laughs> it's, just, but I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the master, uh, and I, I'm I, my hesitancy here is like, eh, do I really need to go into why this incensed me, or can I just say this incensed me? It's not. Yeah. I mean, but but I would say though, what what I think is progress is that yeah, this isn't great. But then the rest of the episode, like Tim has a couple of actually really he good woke yes, moments yeah. later in this. So I would say that overall it represents progress. Absolutely. I would say that by the end of this episode, he has stopped making incense. <laughs> Cut, print, opening credits. We go to the theme song. Uh, I have a note. Oh, okay. Give me your note. If, unless it's about calendars, in which case you keep that shit to yourself forever. It's, no, it's not. Uh, I noticed you were taking notes, but then you glanced up really quickly just to see Jill flailing the laundry in there, and it gave you a little chuckle. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking at how it was constructed. I think, yeah. you know, I, I have a degree in editing. Yes. I work in the design field. Yes, you do. I think we can recreate this opening theme song. Oh, Landon, I'm excited now. <laughs> this this isn't a note so much as a game-changing suggestion that will fix the world. Because I noticed the backgrounds are kind of watercolory, like, mm -hmm. and I certainly paint in watercolor. <laughs> I would I would love to be the person who comes over to your apartment when you're in the middle of this. Like, oh, well, I do a lot of watercolors. Um, these are all the backdrops from the opening credits of Home Improvement. You know, my art is really personal, and I really like to just kind of open up my soul and let it loose on the canvas. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, I don't think it's impossible. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying we couldn't do it. it. Who has to be Tim and who has to be Jill? Well, there's a lot of people in the theme song. I there's guess we're going to have Wilson and, and... We don't have that many friends who Al love Borland. us that much to do this. <laughs> I think we do like Kids in the Hall style. We all just put on different uh, 
different costumes. If I must, I must. <laughs> For the podcast, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that, that would be an interesting experiment to see if we can recreate, like, this this top-of-the-line <laughs> top 90s sitcom opening credits, if we can recreate it ourselves with the materials in our homes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, no, no diss to Jim Prater, because, you know, they're... Uh, good opening credits, but I, I think it can be done. I think it can be done, and dare I say, it can be done better. <laughs> we cut to the dining room. Mark is reading a magazine. Uh, that is a uh, foreshadowing for later in this episode. He loves magazines. Uh, so do Jill and Tim. Yes. Uh, Jill comes home to show him some new clothes she just bought at the mall. Uh, Jill's really obsessed with the mall in this episode. Yeah, she does. She's got. <laughs> she's like getting back into her teenage vibe. She yeah. just wants to hang at the mall. Uh, Mark pulls a move right out of my playbook when I was his age, where she comes home with this bag of clothes, uh, and he's just like, uh, I don't like them. Yeah. Without even looking away from his magazine. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you didn't even look at them. And so he kind of goes, oh. Shuts the magazine, stands up, walks over to the bag, <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it. Ooh, what's this? And he pulls out a bra <laughs> and holds it up. Right when Tim walks in. And Tim comes in and sees him holding the bra and says, I don't care what anybody says, you're still my son. I was floored that this line, A, was on the show, and B, came out of Tim's mouth. And and I, with without any self-consciousness or regard for what this sounded like, I just went, aww. <laughs> Like it would have been so easy to yeah. to to go in another direction with yes. this joke, but I just thought like, okay, really good and really still funny. Yeah, still really funny. Yeah. Like it, it still it, it still accomplishes the same like the same thing is accomplished, which is like huh, gay, but like done in a like hey gay, you know? Yeah, if you are fine, like that's a, that's a cool moment. Uh, also wearing women's clothes doesn't really mean you're gay, but okay, okay. okay I'm just trying to cover yeah, yeah, our bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Experimenting with gender norms. <laughs> There you go. Uh, <laughs> Gender fluid. My next note is Tim kisses Jill. Yes. Tim and... and, and oh, right, because he's... Okay. Very romantically kisses Jill. Right. And, she, and, and she says, mm, are you planning something sexy tonight or have you been welding? And Tim goes, hmm, I've been welding. <laughs> and this is just like a, a Fast and Furious uh, in and out Tokyo of characters Drift. here. Yeah. Because uh, Brad does come Tokyo drifting uh, downstairs with his... Uh, uh, a little sheet of paper in his hand and a wide grin on his face slams it on the counter. Guess what? I got an A on my English test, guys. Well, he well he he runs in and Jill says, "How was your day?" And he says, "It was amazing." And Tim goes, "Oh, are you welding?" And then <laughs> then slams it down. Uh, spoiler alert for later in the scene. Uh, it turns out that he got an A. I said it was an English test. It was actually a book report. Um, on of mice and men. Oh yes, yes. To which, to which Tim says, oh, finally they got you talking about pest control. <laughs> reasonable joke. Reasonable uh, joke. The reason I brought that up, I, so it's kind of, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Defined in this episode that Brad is in ninth grade. He's, mm. you know, first year of college. Yes. I'm college? College? High school. Come on, Landon. I don't know. I, ninth grade, I was in college classes. <laughs> uh, of Mice and Men seems a little, seems like a middle school book smarter than i don't know i mean i didn't read any books in high school so let me just put that out there okay okay wow well i I don't know i think uh i think of mice and men actually you know what maybe i did read that in in middle school well also look there's a variety of different like like i i think i would not be shocked if a kid like brad is in grade level classes yeah 
I, I, and you know, public school, which yeah, is a little behind the curve. Yeah, as, in as some places. Two public school kids here talking about yeah, it. Right. But I mean, I would say, you know, I think I read of mice and men in probably my honors English eighth or seventh grade class. But yeah, it also I want to say it was seventh or eighth in mine as well. Yeah, and because Steinbeck is the kind of plain spoken language and accessible yeah. for people of that age. I yeah. think Grapes of Wrath was high school, but. I don't know. I, I could see it being something that, like, if you are at the grade level, that's a thing that you tackle in basic ninth grade English. Okay, all right. Fair. Uh, Randy comes home. Yes. Late. Yes. Why? Because he got detention. <gasps> and Randy? And when and when he says, I got detention, we get this shot of Tim, Brad, and Jill all going, you, in unison, <laughs> which I always, I always love a good people saying a thing in unison joke. That always tickles me. Uh, apparently, he's been goofing off in class. Yes, and, and everyone is just so shocked that, that Randy is getting in trouble. And to my impression randy's always been kind of a troublemaker he's been the smartest he's troublemaker sloppy is all yeah you know, he's yeah. been a manipulator he's been you know yeah he's always been the grand schemer yeah of all this stuff the the master planner yeah uh and I only think men just, can be masters you can you get sloppy when you get bored yeah is all yeah he wants to get caught yeah like robert durst <laughs> um a note that i have here randy has a great haircut wow top-notch haircut i'd say uh, are Maybe, you trolling me right now I, well, I mean, he had a bad haircut last week. He did, yeah. I thought it was an acceptable haircut. Yeah, well, last week's it's was certainly, unacceptable. Okay, all right, listen, I'm not going to say I'm going to go rush out and get this haircut, but compared to uh, Brad and Mark's uh, voluptuous curls that they have, they're not even curls, just this wavy wig style, wavy long wig. hair, post-grunge, long, non Keep describing hair. these haircuts. Keep going, man. <laughs> <laughs> More time spent on their hairdos uh, than feather. See, the thing is that they clearly look like they shampoo it, so there's much more volume in it than you really need if you're going to have a longer haircut because you want it to be a little greasy to weigh it down, look like you don't give a shit, because that's the whole point of having long hair. You just don't give a shit about the uh, social norms that come along with being a well-dressed, clean boy, which is what they are for the most part they, otherwise in their hair. Well-dressed uh, So the juxtaposition of a long haircut with being clean and in a nice family home, I'm just saying you don't look as badass as you think you do. I don't like their haircuts. Therefore, yeah, I'm I'm on board with Randy. <laughs> okay. I got more than I bargained for with that. With that <laughs> Welcome back to hair work. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. I, th I thought that, I thought it was a striking haircut, but I also... I shampoo Striking. my. That's that's a that's a bold term. I was struck by it. I mean, look, I, listen. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, whoever the hell wrote the totally JTT book. Maybe, but maybe it's like seeping through and influencing me. Like, <laughs> oh, he's got such a cute smile and he's striking. Would he you, hits all his marks. Would you call his haircut precocious? Yes, I would. And his haircut led to the next big thing that happened in his life that no one could stop. Uh, so, uh, but yes. Tim and Jill are shocked that Randy yep. has gotten in trouble with his science teacher, and his science teacher wants to meet with Tim and Jill yeah, to talk uh, about what Randy's done. Brad says, you know, uh, next time this happens, just do what works for me, which is say, uh, it wasn't me, it was the kid next to me. And Tim gives a line that kind of made me chuckle, which is, uh, that wouldn't have worked for me. I was the kid next to me. <laughs> just kind of breaches that kind of absurd uh, logic that uh, tends to make me laugh. And I, I I agree that that's funny, and I think that this is just kind of indicative of, I think, what is being better done with Tim in this in the most recent seasons is just that, you know, Brad... And, uh, I think part of it is that the kids are old enough now, like Brad and Randy especially, yeah. are old enough to have more, like, concerns that are more relatable <laughs> to adults. 
But, uh, you know, Brad, Randy, and Jill will be having a serious conversation, and Tim is just saying dumb shit that's funny. <laughs> and it's not like, he's yeah. not being problematically masculine, he's not like, he's not being rude or mean. He's just yeah. kind of this doofy guy who was really I, stupid in high school. And, you know, that plays out through the rest of the episode. There's a really funny moment uh, in the last scene, actually. We'll get there in due time, but I like this idea that Tim isn't, front and center but his character really wants to be so he's just kind of like always you know he's got this energy on the sidelines of having to inject himself no matter what even if what he's saying doesn't make sense and that is funny to me yeah that i think is um that's kind of what we've been asking for the whole time that tim is a much better supporting character and all the supporting characters really have the juice to be leads (laughs) and i feel like finally the show's kind of going in that direction yeah yeah especially as gtt became popular enough that they can kind of give him lines that tim would have gotten (laughs) absolutely well we waste no time we go immediately to uh science class we get a whole new location yeah i know uh, and and oh those tables did, did, did they give you the vapors because they gave me so many vapors uh they almost did it was a little too jam-packed with stuff yeah uh yeah, to yeah. like make it really feel like home however jill's first line was like uh it's what gave me the vapors because i didn't know well let's just get to it and i'll give you my thoughts uh too sweet are you, you're prefacing the thing you are about to say <laughs> Stay tuned for the next words that are going to come out of my mouth. Last week, we talked a lot about a snake eating its tail. I feel like, you know, that's what, if you unwound my brain, it would just be one giant snake eating its tail. Don't tread on me. Uh, Tim and Jill are looking around the class, and they start to speak, and Jill just stops and goes, Oh, man, that smell. It's like formaldehyde and frog guts. And you cringed very hard. I did, because I didn't know... that that is i know the exact smell she's talking about and it is so precise uh i would never have thought to describe it that way but that is exactly what all of my high school science classes smelled like and see mine didn't i don't think i i had to dissect a frog in middle school but by high school that shit was over with and like <laughs> by my high school i'm on to pigs <laughs> well wait really I think they used to dissect pigs. Jesus Christ. Not like pigs, but like pigs. <laughs> well, I got to give a verbal explanation for you like, know, like People a, can't like see my a, hands a, doing you know, a wider version of a pig. Yeah. Not like a hog, but like a... Not like a, a cop. What do you like, call a, a piglet you know, in a formaldehyde jar? Oh, like a, like a cute little pig. Okay. No, that's not traumatizing to me at all. Not like the beloved A.A. <laughs> well, the a. a. the frog character. itself was traumatizing for me. Yeah. No, cutting... I was cutting totally Elliot. Yeah. In E.T. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, you, you, you set them all free. Yeah. That shit in E.T., if I may, that like the live frog and you have to euthanize them personally, what kind of barbaric fucking society yeah. is 1982? That Although, is I will awful. say, I would, I'm not on board for any of it, but if you are going to do it, then knowing the... Uh, uh, extent of your actions, I think um, I'm I'm more on board with that. Yeah, but like these, like Elliot is like eleven. Yeah, I, I know. That's like that is teach so... him a lesson. This is why you don't kill. Randy would never have killed that turtle. True, true. <laughs> if he had to euthanize it first, that I, as the words came out of my yeah, mouth, like, I'm like, that didn't that make didn't any. Quite, that didn't make a goddamn. That is the sense. exception to the rule. <laughs> to to quote to to quote John Turturro in Oh Brother Where Art Thou? That don't make no sense. <laughs> But uh, but hey, you know what? An effort was made. Um, so, but they're they're talking they're talking about that. They're yeah. comparing notes on how often they had to get you know their parents had to get called yeah. to parent teacher conferences. Tim isn't quite as worried about this as Jill is, but Jill yeah. explains you know uh, her detention yes. stories. Yeah, she she got a D in casseroles in home ec, and Tim goes. So the problem goes back that far, <laughs> and. I'm, 
I never it's, like it's the way that this joke unfurls that I'm like, see, anything can be joked about. It just yeah. is the way and the manner in which you do it. It's it's cleverer than just like, oh, you're cooking so Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's better. It's it's definitely funnier. Um, so then the teacher comes in. Mr. Jennings. Who is presumably played by some kind of character actor, perhaps one who could be discussed in a corner of sorts. You are right. In fact, uh, I think I see our usher coming over here. Oh yeah, that's another new feature of the, of the, the man's tool time studio. The man's tool time studio. What's well, yeah, that? yeah. Well, that's like, that's the man's version of a tool time, of, of a, uh, sorry, grunt work studio. Of a grunt work studio. <laughs> okay. Again, there are like so many show names to remember, like Russian show name dolls. <laughs> Look, Fair. I, okay, did I yes. fuck up the joke? Yes, I fucked up the joke, Landon. You're I'm in just, my house. I'm, I'm just wondering if we are in a complete role reversal uh, now that I'm in your place and uh, you used to be in my place. Oh, God, we can. So if we ever record in a neutral location, we'll do our first ever good episode, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Okay, very nice. Very uh, nice. We'll step this way. Uh, I don't know why the usher sounds exactly like me, but we yeah. are stepping into like, character actor corner. It's like a script man sounded a lot like me, too. <laughs> Uh, we are stepping into character actor corner to talk about Miguel Sandoval. Ooh. Uh, this is a, yes, I'm going to say it. I'm going to use the word. I, I might get points deducted from my final score. I realize that this is a prolific actor. Okay. Uh, sometimes the, t- the term fits the bill. Yeah. And I, that's what's happening here. I'm sure you have a good reason for using it, but I will deduct points anyway. 162 credits. Jesus. Uh, known for Jurassic Park. Who's he in Jurassic Park? Uh, Rostanio. I think he's one of the handlers uh, of the Velociraptors, either at the beginning of the movie. Um, okay, 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 okay. He looked kind of familiar to me, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out what I've seen him in. He is, he's one of those, he's the epitome of character actor. I mean, the the subtitle of character actor corner is, you probably seen them. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> and with the shrug emoji, because yeah. I did that. Bur- well, why do we have this etched onto the wall of my apartment? <laughs> People are going to ask questions about that. Uh, he's in Get Shorty. Oh. He played Mr. Escobar. Okay. Uh, he played in uh, Clear and Present Danger. Oh, probably playing a drug dealer in that movie. Ernesto uh, Escobedo. Wow, Escobar is is fitting into his name a lot, huh? <laughs> uh, recently on Sharp Objects, the Amy Adams oh, show. really? Uh, or miniseries. Yeah, yeah, Sweaty Twin Peaks, yes. Yep. <laughs> is that really? I mean, it's 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 just like, oh, weird, creepy murder stuff in a small town, but it's like hot and humid and everyone is sweating through their shirts constantly. It's oh. a sweaty, moist 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 show i might have to watch it because i have hbo for a little bit it's a it's a good show i mean there's a lot of dope performances but it's also just like it's gross it's unsettling Don't, you know it's it's an advertisement against ever spending any amount of time in missouri <laughs> and not that i needed one uh i heard in your description of that your question of whether or not he was on fraser the answer of course is yes he was on fraser yes i'm listening <laughs> Uh, it's a very late episode in 1998 oh. and uh, called Sweet Dreams. You may or may not know about it, but uh, he played a character called Mr. Martin. Oh. Uh, was he on Cheers? No, he wasn't. Ah. But he was in uh, uh, Crash, the David Cronenberg one. Oh, okay. Good Crash. <laughs> the, the Crash we like, the awkward, sexy Crash. Uh, I mean, this guy goes back. Let's see what his first credit goes back to 1982 in a movie I need to look up called Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan. I have seen Time Rider. What? And is it a mystery science theater? Uh, it's mystery science theater quality. It is a Fred mo- Ward. It's a movie about a guy. If if we're thinking about the same one, it's a movie about a guy riding a motorcycle who goes back in time to cowboy times and never seems to fully figure out that he's gone back in time. Like for oh, the entire man. movie, he is sort of just like, oh man, what's why was everyone just like cowboys here? 
And I think one of the monkeys directed it. Uh, directed by William Deere. Mm. Uh, not one of the monkeys, but he did write The Rocketeer. Oh, uh, directed really... Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, and Angels in the Outfield. Wow, that's an interesting. Like, so we've just really fallen into an IMDb <laughs> black hole now. Well, welcome, uh, this is yeah, well, welcome to my life. Welcome to what Landon and I spent most of high school doing, <laughs> independent of one another. IMDb did not exist when I was in high school. Oh, I it am did for an me. Old motherfucker. Uh, let me think what else he was in. L.A. Law. I'm just trying to give you some uh, ideas of whether or not he might have been on ER. Mm -hmm. Silk Stockings. Uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. God, a real 90s, <laughs> 90s trifecta here. I, uh, he I, well, memorably was on Seinfeld in two episodes. Ooh. Um, I'm trying to find his character name on that. I've lost it. Mar uh, Marcelino. Uh, oh, Marcelino the cockfighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Little Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. Big so, Jerry is making a big mistake. He, he played Little Jerry. Uh, well, he was in the episode called Little Jerry and then came back for the finale. Um, lots of stuff. Just uh, tons and tons of stuff that he was in. Of course, he did an episode of Law and Order. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, I've done an episode of Law and Order. I'm not even an actor. <laughs> uh, X-Files. Okay. Uh, wow. Alias. I mean, this I, guy I, just has I, so many. I've made my decision. You have. I know I, I know what my answer is. I was really just trying to uh, cover for <laughs> the fact that I hadn't found whether or not he was on ER yet. Landon, you said that you had all your work done I already. Do. Okay, I did. Okay. I did. I, right. and, uh, filler complete. Was he on ER? Yes. He was on ER. Fuck yeah. In one episode in 1999, playing a character uh, called Mr. Perez. With that many credits, with X-Files, L.A. Law... And Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> if you were working that heavily in 90s stuff, was he, he was on NYPD Blue also. Uh, I'm just saying, yes, he was. <laughs> You're not even asking. No, I'm not even asking, because of course he was on fucking NYPD Blue. Uh, he's actually, there's a list called Best Guest Stars on NYPD Blue, which he appears. Yeah. So he must be one of the best. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I just I just know it. I just know it. <laughs> uh, that's that's amazing. What a, what a storied character actor to have on this show. And Marcelino the Cockfighter. Yeah, there you are. That's pretty cool. He's that in is... all eight episodes of Sharp Objects, by the way. Shit, really? Yeah. What's the name of his character on Sharp Objects? Frank Curry. Frank Curry. I don't know. I guess, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good show. Just Amy Adams. She's great. She's okay. a master. I'll check it out later. Yeah. Uh, watch your arms and legs as we step out of Character Actor Corner. Why would I have to watch my arms and legs? That's <laughs> a different That's a We different have a gauntlet bit. set up between you and the uh, Rest of Current Work Studios. You know, well, I just, I don't know why why we did all this work in, in, in my apartment. Also, I want everyone to know that I'm actually looking around miming, <laughs> miming this action for only Landon. <laughs> This is, a, Which this I is an elaborate game we play with each other. And you guys this is just why I'm laughing it. all the time. Yes. You know, I, I, have a feel, I, I have an insecurity that people are like, I wish he would just stop laughing so much. But you don't get the visual component that yeah. I do. And Truman's slapstick comedy is just so on point. I mean, Buster <laughs> Keaton, get the fuck out of here. You're not nearly as good as me. I was in eighth grade oh. drama, thank you very much. I know a thing or two about selling a joke with my body. Let's get Back to the show. Mr. Jennings has yes. come into the classroom to talk to Jill and Tim about Randy's performance. Surprises them by yes. saying, hey, you know what? The actual problem is that Randy is too bright. Yes. He is so smart. He finishes his work so fast that then he starts goofing around. And uh, that's why he gets in trouble. And and so Tim says, so what are we doing here? Shouldn't you be talking to the dumb kids' parents? <laughs> Which gets a huge laugh from the audience. Like yeah. massive, massive laugh. Uh, but Randy is so good at science and math that he suggests uh, sending him to high school science and math classes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
I, I was kind of shocked by this. Jill, I mean, not to say that Jill wouldn't be the one to do this, but just immediately her first reaction isn't like, oh my God, that's so great. It's, oh, how's Brad going to feel about that? But also kind of like, okay, Jill, like Jill would be thinking about Brad's feelings. Yeah. Good for her, which, although there's kind of a blind spot, I mean, in this... Well, I don't know. She very she very accurately predicts what the episode is going to be about, and yet then she and Tim miss it in the next two scenes. But <laughs> true, yeah. Uh, anyway, she expresses concerns. Tim immediately is like, "Yeah, let's do this. Great. Yeah, we don't need to think about anything." And Mister Jennings is like, "Yeah, now hold on a second. Yeah, Maybe you should thing that. <laughs> think about." Uh, is, is that Columbo played by Jay Leno? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> hey, have you seen this? You're the murderer. Hey, uh, folks, you're not going to believe this. It's yeah. totally true, though. You wouldn't believe it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you killed the guy. Everybody saw it in the first scene of the show. That's how I did it. They call it a how catch him, not a whodunit. Do you think anyone listening to this likes our Jay Leno impressions? Is uh, it even relevant to mock Jay Leno anymore? <laughs> I think he, he's well-deserving of being mocked into mm. his old age. Mm. Uh, where did we leave off? Um, uh, we should give this a lot of thought. Tim, we should. Let's do it. And um, but then we get some physical comedy bits with him uh, over a uh, life-size model of a organ hum- yeah. uh, mannequin. It's not even a mannequin. What do you call well, it? Yeah, it's like one of those models Diorama. of the human body with the cutaway, and you can like remove the intestines and everything. Yeah. And he, like, he pulls the the kidney out, and then a bunch of other stuff falls out of it. And he's trying to put it put it all trying back to hide in. this from Mr. Jennings and Jill. Yeah. And they walk back in right when it all falls apart. Yeah. And uh, he goes, ah, just asked him a question and he spilled his guts. We go to home. <laughs> we go to home where uh, Randy, um, they uh, Tim and Jill haven't arrived home yet, and Randy comes down uh, to ask Brad for some advice. Yeah, Brad's kind of coaching him on how to, you know, uh, Randy's super nervous about how long they've been gone and yeah. how much trouble he's going to get in, and Brad is coaching him on how to get in less trouble or like yeah. how to properly manage you know crisis management skills yeah as soon as you walk in just say you're sorry like you mean it really yeah. sincerely and uh <laughs> jonathan taylor thomas just he, he practices for a second he uses all of his drama school uh randy's drama yes uh school acting abilities i want to get confused with uh, jtt the Teases school of acting yeah <laughs> which we are learning about week after week in totally jtt yes uh oh do you hear that wait what what is that Ting ting! Oh shit! The the trolley gets sassier and sassier every time. I okay. Well, swipe your swipe your metro cards, I guess, and let's get on board. <laughs> uh, we are getting on board to JTT Junction, where we are reading excerpts from the totally unauthorized biography, totally JTT by Michael Ann Johns. We are starting chapter three this week hey chapter three i know if you are reading along we Man, are in case no one is reading along landon and if they are they're not going to be reading along like two pages per week the way we are they're going to read the whole thing and get all the spoilers <laughs> if you're reading along we're on page 22 <laughs> chapter three called a new home but before we go you want to give us a little recap of what happened last week <sighs> last week uh last week uh jtt i almost said randy uh, he had had his first uh, role on TV. He's been living down in L.A. with uh, with his mom, and there's an agent who's been getting him work. And he had his first role on a show called The Brady's, yep. which is a, you know, the logical follow-up to the uh, saturan sitcom The Brady Bunch <laughs> is to follow up with them like 20 years later uh, in like an hour-long drama format with yeah. what is quite... I made a joke last week about what the theme song for The Brady's yes. would be. And then I sent you an episode. And... Listen, guys, when the world ends, 
the this is the song uh, that is going to play. It is quite possibly the worst piece of music in the world. And copyright, uh, copyright be damned. Uh, I'm gonna. The, just... Are you playing? Are you about to play like the Ted Turner uh, end of the world? Uh, the apocalypse is here. Uh, video. Uh, well, well, yeah. Or, well, the the thing where that's just like the um, like the the band playing nearer my God to thee. But this is what this oh, is. I see. This is the worst the worst song ever. I'm just gonna play a little snippet of it. Here's the story of the family Brady. A mom and dad with all their children grown. Our kids are now pursuing their dreams with families of their own. Go watch the whole thing if you want to get like <laughs> brainworms for how love bad it. this song is. With families of their it, it, own. It really smacks of like that. Uh, I, I feel like in the 90s, particularly the early 90s, evangelicals also wanted to do music careers yeah yes yeah they did they still do <laughs> they still do but not to this kind of flagrant i mean that there's there's a certain i can reach a wider audience with my music mentality that they had in the early 90s where now it's like i'm gonna play music for my audience not to bring in another one yes yes absolutely. that's what that it's got like a, a sweet and a little pancake uh makeup uh powderiness to it of like a Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's, you're eating, you're, you're eating pixie sticks. <laughs> you're, you're shoving them up your nose. Uh, it's, it's bad. But anyway, he had been cast as yeah. one of the children of their own on the Brady Bunch or on the Brady's. Uh, and then that show was mercifully canceled after six episodes. <laughs> mercifully. And, uh, so he's bouncing back from that, uh, yeah. that problem. Okay. Let's just dive right into it. Chapter three starts like this. There's an old saying. When one door closes, another opens. Okay. I, I, I thought the saying, I, I just immediately want to stop and say, I thought the saying is when a door closes, a window opens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that is that is the saying. I okay. think that the saying is like when one door closes, if there's a weird like air current in the house, another <laughs> one might pop open depending on how bad the latch is. When one door home improvement, really. There you issue. go. Yeah. Uh, when one door closes, another opens. This message is not to let disappointment get you down, because another opportunity is often right around the corner. In Jonathan's case, everything happened so quickly that adage could have been about a ro- uh, revolving door. I think <laughs> she she was altering the phrase to match her own kind of asinine uh, way uh, turn of phrase herself. Yes. Uh, before he could shed too many tears about the Brady's bust up, a new <laughs> opportunity presented itself. It was early 1991, and he was sent by his agent on an audition for a TV series. The part JTT was up for was the middle child of a family call, uh, family comedy called (parentheses) at the early stage of its development and predating the famous rap song "Hammer Time." <laughs> I still can't believe they were almost going to call the show that, <laughs> even without MC Hammer's involvement. That's yeah. still a dumb name, for a, a bad show. title. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on the surface, Hammer Time was a comedy version of This Old House about a real Mr. Fix-It. That, that's definitely in quotation marks. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, about a real Mr. Fix-It type named Tim Taylor who relies uh, on what is in his tool belt instead of what's in his head to solve life's everyday problems. Uh, so far, I feel like it's a, yeah, somewhat yeah, accurate. More or less, yeah. Okay. They, they don't mention how it's a show uh, that's a metaphor for how we live in the 90s. But other than that, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh, Tim is uh, a married dad of three. A married dad of three. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't qualify that they're children. 
Um, I, I think people can assume. Okay, it's just, I don't know, felt like it was worded weird. Uh, a married dad of three and a host of a cable TV show that demonstrates the do-it-yourself method of building and repairing things around the house. Tim's also a bit of a chauvinist who prides himself on his ultra-manly attitude. Again, air quotes, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. couldn't tell by my emphasis. Yeah, I, I, I sensed it. <laughs> I, I could hear it. Well, yes. you, you could also see. Well, th- that, that also, but I had my eyes closed. Uh, it doesn't work on the cable show where it's obvious that his assistant, Al, is really the one uh, really the one with the know-how. Okay, and it certainly it. doesn't work at home where his wife, Jill, rules the roost. Th- this, is, this, this synopsis of the show is kind of a precursor to our podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, still, armed with his hefty tool belt and endless variety of power tools, Tim believes himself the master of every household problem from leaky faucets to sticky cabinets. I uh, don't think we've dealt with either of those things in the show quite yet. Maybe a leaky faucet in season one, but never a sticky cabinet. Uh, the bigger problem is that he approaches every project as an opportunity to reaffirm his masculinity, usually at the expense of whatever he's ostensibly fixing. That's a big word for a book aimed at 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The dishwasher broken? Let's rewire it to give it more power. This is a typical Tim solution. Uh, She almost used Tim Taylor Band-Aid solution. Uh, (laughs) We would have had to request royalties for that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Of course, the fixed appliance blows up afterward. It's my air quotes emphasis really coming through? Yeah, no, I can can hear it. Okay, great. I can hear it coming in the air tonight. Uh, (laughs) Just below the surface, not too far, really, uh, Hammer Time is really about the differences between the way men and women approach life. While spunky Jill Taylor is completely devoted to Tim, she understands her hardware-hungry husband all too well, at least enough to let uh, to not let him near any household appliances. So is she still trying to, like, be coy about the fact that this is home improvement and just, like, I'm going to call it hammer time but use all the names of the actual characters? I guess so. Uh, as the mother of three rambunctious sons, Jill knows... Plenty about handling mischievous boys of any age. Jill was the real power, Shay. Shay? What the fuck? Uh, she, okay, C-H-E-Z. Power Shizzy? Uh, it's all in italicized, which means it's, you know, they use that for French words. Yeah. I've never heard it. I've never, I've never heard it either. We're t- okay, this, this book has jumped a grade level now, <laughs> and we are, we are left behind. Jill is the real power, Shay Taylor. Uh, the engine that drives the household and the carpools. Uh, oh. That glue the the glue that keeps the family together. Though Tim and Jill clearly have a happy marriage, they do have a problem with communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can affirm that that is true because we've watched the show a few times. A few times. She doesn't understand how a man like Tim thinks. He doesn't understand women at all. She wants to solve problems by taking them through, talking them through, and he wants to rewire them. Both are loving parents to their kids, youngsters Brad, Randy, and Mark. Of course. Tim spends, uh, sorry, punctuation threw off my rhythm. <laughs> of course, Tim spends his time trying to instill his ultra manly spirit. That was air quotes. Yeah, again. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spirit um, into them, while Jill tries uh, aims to give them a broader, more sensitive values. In spite of their differences and attitudes, however, Tim and Jill provide loving, secure home for their children. The, the, the amount of time that she is spending describing and dissecting home improvement, what kind of psychopath would spend that much time talking about this show? Oh, shit. Okay, uh, I, go on, I guess. I have to think about my life. They may, conf- they may have conflicts, after all. Or they may have conflicts, after all. Uh, there wouldn't be a show if they didn't. Something I have to remind myself of sometimes. Yes. Uh, but no matter how haywire things get, the audience never doubts their unconditional love and support for each other and their family. 
Uh, I'd say that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with all these dynamics, power tools, parenting, and the modern male physique, mystique, <laughs> and, and maybe mystique <laughs> physique as well. Hey, hey he, he takes his shirt off in the first episode. <laughs> uh, as uh, as its comics... Okay, I gotta start this whole thing over. Uh, chapter three. Oh, <laughs> God, Landon. And yes, just in advance, we know every time you're doing air quotes. With all of these dynamics, power tools, parenting, and the modern male mystique as its comic building blocks, Hammer Time aimed to be a heartfelt, heartfelt funny family comedy. Heartfelt funny family. Heartfelt, funny uh, and I'm going to end it there. I wonder what show they're talking about. I mean... I've never heard of this Hammer Time. I think I think they're talking about L.A. Law. Yeah. 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 Could be. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot about JTT this week. We learned a lot of... Like, I'm going to be honest, this is probably the, the least good <laughs> JTT Junction we've done because it's just someone very basically recapping the show that we have been talking about so much and I for didn't, so long. I didn't excerpt it because... Excerpt it because... I felt like if someone or something is talking about home improvement in that way, we have to give it, like, it's we, due we time, right? We have to, I mean, every single piece of home improvement related culture has to be dissected on this show. <laughs> yes, I agree with you there. Okay, so that's why I did it the way I did it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sticking to that. I, I That's your story and you're sticking to it. I agree. Yeah. I hope we learn a little more about JTT and, and what happens with this mysterious Hammer Time show. I know. So it might be a little bit of a misnomer for people just joining JTT Junction to not get much JTT out of it. But you know what? Enjoy the ham sandwich that we're giving you for free and get back on the trolley. Shut your mouth and let's get back to the show. Wait, what kind of trolley gives people free ham sandwiches? The Grunt Work Studios trolley. Wow. And you're a vegetarian and I don't like ham. That's an amazing <laughs> well, I've choice. got my own buffet backstage. Oh, really? Just a vegetarian buffet? Just exactly. Just quinoa yeah. for days? Quinoa, oatmeal, uh, other grains that people might have. Okay. Ancient uh, grains rice. or newer grains? Oh, rice. It yeah. depends. You know, I like, a, I like a good mix. Yeah. Stone grains and uh, nice. what are the other grains? Um, you think as a vegetarian, I would know more about this. Uh, yeah, you'd think as someone who likes, <laughs> who likes bread, I would know more about this too. Uh, leaf, leaves. I eat some leaves. That's, that's in my backstage area. Ding, ding, I guess. Yeah. The trolley needs to uh, be charged in its electricity station. Landon, I thought I thought things were supposed to be different here at Grimworks Studios <laughs> North. I thought new studios knew us, and yet, in fact, it's new studios same us. Uh, well, we are filming a recording in the valley. Um, while you don't have a hot apartment like I do, I am wearing a flannel, and it is the valley. I am hot. And do, you want, a do you want me to open a window? Do you want to take off your flannel? I, I could just unbutton my flannel here. Oh, oh my. Oh, gosh. All the all, all the grunt work fanfic is just coming out. Look at me. Yeah, I can I can legit open the window. This is not no, even I'm a good. bit I'm just, anymore. I'm playing a, a part for our listeners who can't oh. see me do all the stuff I just did. Randy's asking best. Randy for advice. Yes. Flip it, reverse it, take it away. Uh, yes. He's asking, uh, he's asking for advice on how to get out of trouble. Uh, you just gotta say I'm sorry really sincerely like you mean it Randy goes I'm sorry and Brad says I, I don't buy it and then Tim and Jill get home and Randy <laughs> turns to them and goes I'm sorry and I love this moment yes because they A. JTT Teases has his confidence at full capacity here yeah and the Producers and the director, Andy Kadef, they they know this. They they can see his potential, and they give him something that you don't see with a lot of child actors. Uh, granted, he's aging out of child actor at this point, teenage he, actor. He's just becoming an actor. Yeah, where they just let it hold on him. Mm -hmm. He's able, just like the, the episode The Look, 
where they hold on people's faces to draw that comedy out as long as possible. They do that with Randy here, and uh, just shows how talented of a, an actor we have on our hands. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he even does. He even kind of like they hold on him. And he kind of like looks at looks at Brad to see how yeah. it played and look back to them. We cut to Jill who gets a little reaction to like size him up, and then she's just like, eh, "I don't buy it." Yeah. <laughs> And so they explain the situation to him and that, that, you know, and that, yeah, you can go to high school and take high school classes. What do you think? Well, before they even ask what he thinks, she does turn to Brad and asks him, you know, what do you, you know, is this going to be okay with you uh, having your little brother in uh, high school with you? I mean, it was going to happen next year anyway. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. But, but also though, like, I mean, that was the most accurate. I've ever been. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm having Robert Durst burps because I'm yeah. not used to being aggro and I don't feel good about it. Get killed them all, obviously. <laughs> um, but I, it, and that you're being aggro and I was yawning into the mic as it <laughs> happened. That really that really sets up our show. Uh, but yeah, they. Um, uh, but no, she asks Brad and Brad's like, "Yeah, I don't care. I don't care at all." And you can kind of see. Well, I don't know. I, I think in that moment, I don't think he did really care. I, yeah. But I don't think the realization quite hit. And I want to give ZTP some credit here because... This is a really good performance from ZTP. By the end of this scene, as they go back and forth, so they, they go back to Randy, and Randy's like, you know, they tell him, hey, think about it for a second. He's like, okay, I'll think about it. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yay! Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, great, we're going to do this thing. Um, Brad has this moment where Randy and Jill leave the scene. Tim is about to go somewhere. And uh, Brad's like, oh, you know what? I, I had another great day in school, too. And Tim... And I want to give Tim credit because uh, he stops and like comes back down, stands right next to Brad. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Tell me what, what was going on in your day. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, what happened? You yeah. Know? It was like, oh, really interesting. What What's going on? I think that part of why this episode doesn't land so much is because Tim and Jill are both being really good parents. <laughs> They're genuinely concerned for Brad's feelings. Yeah. They make they, they check in with him a couple times and they really... And it's just like, it's not a thing where like, it's not, it's not like a matter of them being neglectful or anything. It's just yeah. kind of like a thing that happens in a family. You know, if I were to rewrite this, I would keep a lot of this episode, but I would obviously just gut the man's bedroom, which yep. we're going to get to in a minute, uh, and put more conflict between Brad and Randy and having that, you know, it might be rehashing some of the earlier episodes of like, uh, vying for the parents' attention, you know, yeah. uh, but seeing what what is the 13 year old version of getting Randy in a headlock look like, you know, yeah, yeah. are they going to resort back to old times? Are they going to, you know, how are they going to move forward, uh, in these, in their characters? Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. There's really no conflict between Brad and Randy. It's all kind of internal. Yeah. Um, and in this moment, so as Tim listens, he's like, Oh, well, great. You know, Brad just says, Oh, well, I went to school and I had lunch and I went to class and then I came home and Tim's like, Okay, good. We all had good days. Yeah. And walks away. And then we get this moment of, of ZTV, no dialogue. He's left alone in the, the kitchen. And it just kind of sinks into him. And is like, oh, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And it was like, it's a really deft uh, emotion to have to play. Yeah, no, his, his performance in this is really good. Like, he's got, he really kind of sells this moment. Like, you can see without him saying anything, yeah. the kind of complicated feelings that he's dealing with. And I, I thought that was quite good. I also just want to briefly mention that he's wearing a turtleneck and this weird red sweater over the turtleneck. You know, listen, I've been knee deep in Star Trek for the last, I don't know, year or so. You have been. And I am now, I just started Voyager, I'm still in season one of Voyager. Yeah. I see nothing but burgundy and gray turtlenecks. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that was just complete white noise to me. Yeah. To you, it's just like, okay, how long until a Klingon eats him or something <laughs> like that? Um, 
I'm just trying to stall so that we don't have to go into this next scene. But well, you know, let's just look. Let's just go through this at man speed, like we're like we're racing with Mario Andretti in VR. Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to build myself up for that. Ooh, we go to tool time. But that now you they sound like a wrestling uh, announcer or something like that. Your Macho Man Randy. Ooh, yeah, we go to tool time where we're gonna reveal the man's bedroom, not the lady's bedroom. We're gonna go and we're gonna bring the cool. heat to. Keep yeah. it cool. No, 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 just keep it cool, Macho Man. Just don't, just don't go too over the top. How the fuck do those wrestlers do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's, take it, take yeah. it away while I drink some water. Talking in the growly voice is by far the most physically taxing thing that pro wrestlers do. You oh, got or it. podcasters. Oh God, sorry. Okay, man's bedroom. Tool time. Tim and Al lead us into the man's bedroom. Yes, you, I, you're speaking in bullet points, which is very because confounding I took, to me. I took notes in bullet points. <laughs> About how, you know, how we're, you know, they do a bunch of their, their uh, patented alliteration bits about yep. how it's no, you know, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a wench's, uh, uh, not a wench's way station. It's not a, uh, it's not a lady's place to lay your head. It's not a, you know, well, okay. whatever. They're going through all these things. Yada, it's yada. A, yeah. It's a man's bedroom. Come home to Chrome, you know, get, get, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when they get into Showing us around, that was gross, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope you edit all that out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this, these are the things people who say they want to hear all the bits you edit out. This is what they're going to miss. <laughs> exactly. Body sounds. So uh, they're on the tool time set while they introduce the 6100 men's bad bedroom. Yes. And they go over to a door, and then they when they open the door, that's where we get the reveal. Yes. And we get this, like, swelling music that sounds like it's one step away from... Da, 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 no, not, no, no, not Jurassic Park. It's, it's Superman. It's Superman, yes. It's 100% Superman. Yeah. Uh, and immediately I'm just struck by what they've designed the set with. There's a, a marlin or a swordfish above the, the bedroom door. Yeah. There's a what looks like a blender bus above the bed. Huge gun, yeah. Uh, and that is situated over top of... The uh, the front of the car that yeah. has a chrome bumper and everything on yeah, it. Yeah, which looks a lot like the sort of thing you get at like a 50s style <laughs> diner. Like. I, I wrote that exact note that this whole dynamic, if I was going to wrap it up in one bow, it would be if you ever walked into a uh, rock and roll McDonald's. <laughs> yes, I think I have. It is. It is that. It has. It's somewhere between a TGI Fridays yes. and a rock and roll McDonald's. Um. And I think that that comes more into play later in this series, but... Uh, TGI Fridays? Rock and Roll McDonald's. Maybe not McDonald's specifically. I'm going too far. Let's talk about what they've got going here. Yeah, okay. So, uh, they have a full-on bar in there. They open a yep. closet, and there is a little bar with a bartender standing beside it, or yep. behind it. And, you know... In that bar, there's also a little tiny corner. Okay, let's. That's a that's a character at corner. We don't have to go too too much into this because we've seen this guy before. Oh, really? Uh, his name's Milton Canaday. Oh, Can Canaday, and they Can call him Milton. C A N A D Y. Yeah. Uh, his only credit is Home Improvement. Okay, but he is, appears um in a lot of episodes. Uh, I'm trying to get the number. I don't have the number. He appears in a lot of episodes. We've only seen him once before as construction worker. Mm. This is the first time he's introduced as Milton and continues to play uh, a character called Milton on the rest of the show. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good for Milton. I, it does not say in what uh, capacity he plays it, but there you go. Milton Kennedy. Uh, I, I have to imagine he's probably... Um, uh, stand-up comic. Yeah, that's probably friends with Tim Allen. That yeah. you know got him a, a little job. Seems likely. Seems likely. <laughs> little job. I'm being so diminutive to his appearance. Well, yeah. Here. There's no small parts. Only small actors. Yeah, and exactly. this man is not small. And if character actor corner 
teaches anything. It's precisely that. Yes. Uh, so Milton, he's helping getting drinks and everything. Yeah, so he's making drinks for them. Yeah. They show off the carpet. Yep, which is AstroTurf. Yep, and it's even got yard markers on it. The 50-yard uh, yard line. Yep. I, God, I don't even know. I know so little about... <laughs> Football. 50 yard line is real. 50 yard I can line. tell okay. you that much because, and... <laughs> that, because marching bands rely on that, which is how uh, I know it. So while Al is talking about that, he says, Hey, Milton, throw me the ball. He tries to throw it. Tim intercepts, grabs the ball. Then he goes, Hey, I guess that's one for me. Points to a scoreboard that's over the bar. Yep. Which Tim is... one, Al zero. Yeah. Well, Tim 97, Al zero. Oh, my. The audience goes nuts. <laughs> the audience loves this. This is the height of comedy for the audience. Then they move over to where the magic happens the bed. The bed. Yes. The bed is... Uh, small? It's a small bed. It's a small bed, and it's a bed for Tim and Al. Yeah, I know. questions about that we need to yeah, go into, Tim's maybe. Go, yeah, here on my side of the bed, we got a barbecue grill. And Al, what have you got on At, your specifically side? Specifically a mesquite barbecue oh, grill. Oh, mesquite barbecue grill. Yes, he flips it over, <laughs> yeah. and there's, like, meat grilling in it. And then on Al's side of the bed... Yep. Al's side of the bed. Tim and Al. On Al's side of the bed, there's, uh, you know, you flip over the bedside table, and it's got uh, all the remotes in it. It's got a mm-hmm. place to put your beer, and it's got a VR headset, so when your wife's reading about Fabio, you can be racing with Mario. For once, a quick finish in bed isn't a bad thing. And uh, he, he turns this next joke into, uh, but when you do make your wife happy, there's this. I would say you probably use this. If uh, you aren't making your wife happy, which is uh, he clicks a button and an applause sign appears above the blunderbuss, above the chrome car, above the bed. Yeah, it's a hat on a hat on a hat. <laughs> uh, yeah, no hattie. Yes, uh, sadly, sadly that. Uh, Want to stop to point out they don't uh, make emphasis of this, but I think it's important. They have tool time pillows that are in like black satin. It's really weird. Knights <laughs> in black satin. Seriously. Uh, although I also kind of want one of those to put on my couch. They move over to the man's closet. Yes. Uh, inside of which there are, uh, like, you can basically push a button that will uh, piece together a uh, an outfit for you. They've got shirts rotating on one barrel. They've got ties rotating on another. Now, I like this in concept. Yes. Very much so. To go, okay, I'm going to work today. Let me just push work button. And it puts out, you know, a predetermined work outfit that I put on. And, you know, I don't have to think about it. Uh, You know, I want um, going to a horror movie outfit button. So that I can, you know, put on my Candyman shirt and my denim jeans and walk down the street. I want my it's hot as fuck in this apartment button so that it's just a hanger with nothing on it. See, it seems like a wasteland and seems like a real like maybe your apartment would be so hot if you didn't have the hydraulics spinning around maybe, to put out maybe. a hanger with nothing. Um, but, but no, uh, what he has instead is uh, a set of buttons that are listed nag one, nag two, nag three for when your wife is asking you to look nice when you're going to uh, see her family. See her family. Ugh. You push nag one and that puts together a little outfit that looks like something Tim wears every day of the week anyway. So why are you bugging? us about your wife nagging you looking nice yeah look look inward at who's really nagging <laughs> uh i would also say that this is um uh, like th- this seems to be the analog equivalent of the weird computer program that alicia silverstone has in clueless that puts together an outfit <laughs> yeah. for her which is not too far separate from the uh program we've seen on this show uh with the co- you know the plastic surgery the cosmetic thing yes yeah and is not too far from the computer program in the movie a talking cat where people <laughs> scan the tags on their clothes so it can put together outfits for you german side note i don't know why i went down a rabbit hole trying to find the title card for a talking cat yesterday 
just very did, bizarre. Did you, did you find it? Synchroni- synchronicity, I think, exists because there's no reason you should have brought that up now or that I'm bringing up the fact that I was looking for the title card to a talking cat. A synchronicity does exist. It's an album by the police. <laughs> Roxanne. I can't do the raspy voice again. Yeah. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage singing Roxanne. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, you're rock. <coughs> Can't do you it. don't gotta put on that red dress, brother. It's not okay. <laughs> you sound much more like Freddy Krueger when you do it. But Who I wouldn't be opposed guys? to seeing him in the WWF. Um, Roxanne, you don't have to put on that red dress, bitch. <laughs> God almighty. The sacrifices we make for you, listeners. Uh, what I like about this, though, I don't like the nags, but I do like... He pushes a button, the suit comes out, and then they just had this nice little touch of this, like, white hand gloves reaching out from the the little crevasse that the suit came out of and like dusts off the shoulder yeah to brush it it almost felt like a meta commentary on like something reaching out of the void mm-hmm. <laughs> uh like they built that out of the oil drum yes yes <clears throat> last on the the list is uh making the bed they say you know if you're a man your bed might look like this and they mussy up the sheets and then chuck throw, the pillows throw off the, the bed. bed now i said on the counter uh, on the couch when we were watching this that Oh, okay, so men don't use pillows. Then I realized Al sleeps in a hammock. I don't think you necessarily need a pillow if you're lying in a hammock. I mean, it helps. I don't know. I mean, if you're you're already shaped like a banana, to you're propped already. There's your your body is just physically propped in propped shape. So I, you don't need a pillow to prop you up further. Also, we're assuming that Al, who's been with Eileen for a couple years now, is still sleeping in a hammock. Sex wings are a thing. We go back home, uh, where. <laughs> Randy is studying on the couch. Jill comes home to ask uh, how his first day of high school was. Yes. In high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was it was great. He seems to be excelling at it. I mean, the worst thing was that somebody, the teacher asked him if he wanted to sit on a phone book so he could uh, see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then also, not only that, but he's already finished with his math and science yep. homework. And uh, Brad, uh, he gets a little jealous and says, oh, yeah, well, I, I finished mine, too. He's closing all his books. Yep. Uh, so Jill goes, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, if you guys are done, you guys want to go to the mall, um, presumably to, you know, buy more clothes. Yeah. As one does at the mall. Yeah, or go to Suncoast and or hang out with Landon. Sabaros. I worked yeah. at Sam Goody. Thank oh, you Sam very Goody. Much. I'm there sorry. was a Suncoast in the mall that I worked at, uh, separate from us, technically under the same corporate umbrella, but they were our competitors. Oh. We had to outsell. Listen, we had Princess Mononoke VHS tapes that we had to get rid of. <laughs> And it was a competition to see who could do it, because heaven forbid you send that inventory back to the corporate headquarters. No, 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 no. <sighs> Brad wasn't done. No. He says, I'm going to stay back. You know what? You guys go to the mall. I got to call Angela. Yes. But then he sits down, and he un- unloads all his books and notebooks and everything, and he starts to work again, and then he angrily crosses something out in one of the notebooks and just rips the page out and chucks it aside. I'm assuming that's how the end of the movie, The Notebook, ends as well? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Gosling's just like, I can't remember my wife. Rip. Toss. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everyone starts crying. That's why all the ladies love it. Um... 
So Brad, Brad, you know, uh, pouts, and we get a we get a uh, we get a sad kind of guitar strum to signify that feelings are happening. And then we go outside to where Wilson is working with a ski, and Landon says, "Are we going to get a Brad and Wilson scene?" Oh, I was really excited for that because we haven't seen one in a long time. And then we see a male figure coming past the camera, and we both kind of sit up, and then we see it's Tim, and we both go, "Oh." <laughs> Uh, but what's Wilson doing out there? He is uh, varnishing his skis because he is a biathlete. And Tim hears this and goes, hey, whatever you do in the privacy of your home is your own business. I don't care. And Wilson goes, well, we actually do it outside. And Tim goes, <laughs> great joke. Solid joke. It really Next was. level joke. <clears throat> and good reaction, Tim. Uh, as he's doing all this, or they're having this uh, interaction about this, Jill comes out and says, you know, uh, I just heard from Brad's uh, teacher. He's apparently flunking. He, he flunked the last two tests. He didn't even turn in some of his homework. He's doing the flunky chicken. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that was. I, I I don't have a response. I can't even yes and my way out of no, this. No, you can't. Well, you never really yes and your way out of anything. You just say yes and and then change the subject. So let's be clear. Oh, boy. How about that? Um, I, I have nothing to funky, funky chicken. If, it's a bad okay. joke. I don't know why I said it. We're getting to that point in the episode. So he he explains that Brad has been flunking tests and quit turning in his homework ever since Randy uh, has gone to high school. And she says, you know what that means, don't you? And Tim goes, oh, yeah, it means he's so busy thinking about the man's uh, the man's bedroom that I just did on tool time that it's that it's getting in the way of his studies. And no, Jill, Jill says, no, it's that he feels upstaged by his brother. He just started doing well in school, and then his brother does better than him, and he feels like all his work isn't being appreciated. And Wilson goes, you know, I am inclined to agree with the lady neighbor. <laughs> uh, and then Wilson goes into, you know, I'm actually reminded of a uh, story about the true nobility about, uh, <clears throat> uh, actually, he does want to point out, I want to point out, he says, I'm reminded of a, a Hindu um, proverb. He says Hindustan or Stan. Uh, Hindustani proverb. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I didn't know the terminology. Just wanted to be respectful. He goes, true nobility is uh, not being superior to another, but being superior to oneself. Yes. And to, and Tim and Jill say, oh, God, Wilson, where did you where did you learn that? And Wilson goes, well, you know, I've spent many years studying ancient texts and philosophy, uh, but that one I got on a fortune cookie. <laughs> Which Landon accurately pointed out, wait, what is a Hindu saying doing on a Chinese fortune cookie? Until you realize that the fortune cookie, I think, is an American (laughs) invention anyway. So I would imagine that someone who's running the fortune cookie company probably has a Tim mentality, which is like all philosophy our fortune cookie philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, did I phrase that correctly? All fo- that, that sounds almost, like something on a fortune cookie, honestly. It almost felt like all your bases are mine. <laughs> all whatever. your bases belong to us. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's a good thing that, you know, it's a good thing that that was the uh, philosophy that Wilson got off his fortune cookie, and he didn't just say, you know, I'm reminded of a piece of philosophy, 27, 6, 9, 13, 45. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they go inside. Uh, Scene doesn't transition. It's a continuation. They go inside and see Brad eating yogurt. Big yogurt paid for the season. I'm yeah. telling you, this is the third instance where we've seen someone just randomly eating yogurt. But this is this is in the barbaric days before Go-Gurt. When, <laughs> oh, when, there, was, when there was only no. stationary Gurt. Oh, boy. Uh, <clears throat> they ask, um, you know, hey, your your school troubles. Is this, is it, hey, is this really about Randy? Hey. You can tell us. What's this, going on? Is this about Randy? What's going on? <laughs> uh... Yeah, and they... they uh, Brad goes, no, no. And he goes, Tim goes, this is about the men's bad- bedroom. Yeah. 
he goes, no. I lo- Tim's obsession with the men's bedroom is a late, late, late in the game funny bit in this episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, so they sit down and they start talking to him. And he's just saying, like, no, you know, Randy's the smart one. I'm the dumb one. That's yeah. just how it is. They cross over to the couch. They all sit down to have a little chat. Yeah. And they explain to him that his best quality is that he never get gives up when the going mm-hmm. gets tough. And they give examples of how when he was a kid, uh, you know, he'd get food all over his face, but he never wanted to be fed. He always <laughs> wanted to feed himself. And this is Jill trying to explain that. And Tim would throw in all these details about peas getting stuck in his nose. And then Jill was like, oh, and you also taught yourself to ride a bike. Uh, and Tim's like, you remember that bike? We got you the silver lining thing with the banana seat. And I had the heat warmer. And Jill yeah. literally does something right here that I wish happened much earlier in this series where she just without even looking at him puts her arms behind her and just shuts tim's mouth for yeah, it just, just covers his face <laughs> it was uh kind of amazing yes and uh, brad's like yeah you know what you're right i you know i do put in a lot of hard work and it felt great to get those a's and i yeah. think maybe hmm i sense i might try harder in the future yeah and yeah and do you like my ztp impression i do like it it felt, <laughs> it felt very good uh, get the folks get the emmy bring it in here <laughs> For outstanding achievement in impersonation of Zachary Ty Bryan, Landon Solano. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad we could do this on the air. Um, but yeah, the, and they come they come away with uh, this advice that the greatest accomplishments of your life are the ones you have to work for. And Tim uses the man's bedroom as an example of this. <laughs> then we cut to our stinger. Yes. <clears throat> um, it's it's a pretty benign stinger. Randy comes in while Tim and Jill are on the couch reading magazines. It foreshadowed yada. earlier when Mark was reading a magazine. I want to point out, though. Uh, details, right? Okay, I like them. You are on the fence about them. If it's a calendar-related detail, <laughs> I don't like it at all. How do you like magazine-related details? I mean, I majored in journalism, so I guess quite a lot. I actually majored in magazine journalism, so... Here's the thing. Jill is reading Auto News, <gasps> while Tim is reading a magazine called Dream Magazine that has a kind of uh, fashionista model on the front of it. That's actually a very cool detail that I like a lot. I wonder what led to that happening. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, what led to it. The line is, uh, Randy comes home, says he got detention again. Uh, that all, and Tim asks, oh God, what happened this time? And Tim goes, or Randy goes, all the kids were just, wouldn't stop pestering me about the men's bedroom. And Tim goes, really? He goes, in your dreams. Ah. Dream magazine. Da, 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 da. That is the props department helping make the jokes land. <laughs> that was our episode. That's it. That's it. We're done. Yes. Nothing else. We do nothing else at this point. Silence. Oh, wait. I forgot. We got to do the grunt count. Oh, yes. Of course. Of course. The grunt count. Who possibly could forget? But unfortunately, there goes the ending music. The episode's (laughs) over. (laughs) Yes. The grunt count. What do you think it was? Oh, okay. Listen, I wrote a number that I was confident in earlier. Now, after having recorded this whole thing, uh, I... I don't have confidence in it anymore. Don't fuck up the Chalupa Challenge, Landon. Well, you, well we already did, because you didn't get the guess that title. Oh, you're right. Have and we haven't title. even officially announced the Chalupa Challenge yet. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, fuck. We'll, yeah. S- we'll save that for next episode. I have to really try hard with the with the guess that title. Okay. Uh, actually, no, let's mention it now, okay? Yes. Because I, I have a feeling next week you might get it. Oh, okay. So, so let's set, set the rules now. now. And, and then waste our yes. money. Okay. We I, we crunch the numbers. Uh, just like a chalupa. Just like a chalupa or cheesy gordita crunch. Um, we are we want to actually turn this into a real thing. We're going to turn the, the chalupa challenge into an ongoing grunt work game where if true, we have to, we rigorously have yes. to meet three criteria. Yes. A, Truman has to exactly guess 
Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, a, if it's a word or two, uh, the guess that title. Yes. You have to guess the actual title. Yes. B, you have to guess uh, whether or not somebody was on ER correctly. Yes. Not only one, but you have to... Oh, I have to run the table. You have to run the table, yes. And three, I have to correctly guess the amount of grunts in an episode. Yes. If we guess all three of those, we will buy two chalupas for each of our Patreon subscribers. So get on our Patreon if you want two chalupas. But why go buy them yourself? Why go buy them yourself? Instead, just rely on a system that requires me to be right about two things in the same episode. <laughs> maybe more than two, yes, depending maybe on how many character things. actors. Yes, Truman, the most famously competent member of this podcasting duo. And uh, me, who is so infamously bad at math that even when I think I've counted properly, I have been wrong in the past pretty consistently. Yes. <laughs> so guessing one number is not necessarily the easiest feat. Just like today, bringing it back to uh, the current episode where I was confident in my number, which was four. Uh, but after talking it through and thinking back on the episode, I think there's only one. I'm going to go with my initial guess because I, you know, rules are rules. Well, no, you can go with your, no, you can go like you haven't said it yet. Say which one you think it is. Well, I, well, I want to go my guess. And when I made my guess, I signed it with a bullet. I know, which you, is weird. Why would you do that? Why would you <clears> shoot it? Because I hate my laptop. Um, I guessed four. So I'm going to stick with four. But I'm second-guessing myself into thinking it's one now. That's all I'm saying. I, my guess is four. The answer is one. Son of a bitch. Ah, God. See, now this is... Now, now the... From here, the game officially starts. So I've... I, I will take this. Listen, guys. I'm working for you. I gotta win these chalupas for you. So I'm gonna learn from this mistake. And I'm gonna get more serious about actually getting at least one of the episode titles right, and then the other ones will be <laughs> dumb bullshit. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, so one grunt, and that clearly came when, uh, when, Will, when Tim found out Wilson was by. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting. Good to know. Yeah. Don't you think? I, I think it's good to know how many grunts there are. That's kind of one of the main reasons we do this podcast. If we weren't finding that out, I would be questioning why we're spending our time doing this. Uh, or why we're called grunt work. Um, work is completed, and, uh, the people that make that work possible. I just, are. I, I just want to... Take a, take a moment to shout them out. Uh, Michael, Mason, TJ, Cheyenne. Ooh, got it right. Farah, Manbach. Mm. That Manbach, that's a name that is screaming to be... Uh, Manbach! <laughs> screaming to be screamed? Yeah. I was going to say screaming to be uh, spoken in like WWE style. Uh, oh, but I've Man lost... Manbach, brother. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> uh amber and spencer who upped his ante so thank you uh yeah thank you for taking your aunt to that next level (laughs) Uh, okay i have to think of something to say while landon cracks up at how funny that joke was super duper do is made people people it's made of people people. (laughs) oh landon changing studios made us worse not better (laughs) Groundwork Studios, where apes evolved oh. from men. We're just doing all this science fiction cliche endings now. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us create, I'm not even going to say better content. You want to help us create content at this more, point. More of, if you want to help us shovel more of this shit, <laughs> consider 
<laughs> becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over on our Patreon. That's right. For as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes. Got it in one. <laughs> and if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can also get access to a number of other fun benefits. You can do all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Also consider leaving us a rating review wherever you listen to our podcasts, uh, particularly on Apple Podcasts, because it's the fastest, easiest way to get uh, uh, for us to get support from you and uh, putting us in front of other people. Which is good. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, stop by and say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram, at GruntWorkPod. And uh, you can find information on today's show uh, on our website, which is new and improved and still improving. Yes. Um, I'm doing all kinds of updates to it and adding. You he can is. now find uh, the cast list yep. on our, our new episodes. I yep. got to still go back and do uh, some older episodes, put the cast list back in there. But all kinds of cool stuff over at our website, which is www.artworkpodcast.com. And one of those cool things you can do while you're there is sign up for our weekly newsletter, which I'm also building out a little bit more to include tweet time now fuck yeah we used to do tweet time on the air now we are doing it uh on twitter and our newsletter so uh follow us on twitter yep find out what the tweet time prompt is do that and uh one answer will appear in our newsletter um the following week yeah so get onto it guys why aren't you subscribed do that shit man until next week when we bring you another episode of oops sorry about that home improvement (laughs) i've been landon solano i've been truman caps and remember if you stop being masculine even for a second even as you sleep you're basically a woman oh yeah i'm okay with that 